comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Episode 368. Turn into a western. Captain America is a man who has a hat, hat with little eagle wings on the side. Captain America. When Captain America had his jack boots. Oh, I don't know the words, I don't know the words, I just learned the music. Yet earlier today. <laughs> Have <laughs> there wasted waste your time like this? Yay! Episode three sixty eight, I think. An uh, patio episode. It's we nice said, outside. Yeah, we said forget uh, forget being inside. Let's do it outside. I mean, if you like eighty degree days, the light wind. Oh, then I guess this counts. <clears throat> three sixty. Eight, How's it going up in Minnesota right now, by the uh, way? Who cares? Are they in their seventh or eighth month of constant snowfall yet? Who gives a crap? Wow. If so, you live in Minnesota, I'm sorry. So let's talk about our days. I'll go first. Mine okay. stank. I said a bad day. Ooh. It's been kind of a bad week overall for me. So this is a highlight. It's, it's nice to be out and kind okay. of be here with you guys. Why does your day suck? Oh, you know, everything from... Other uh, than the fact that one of our... One of our employees is leaving. What you're firing me? Yeah, one of the FR wasted supporters. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that, yeah. We we did leave, lose Stinky, Stinky Nancy, also known as the the Nancy formerly known as Little. Right, Little Nancy. right. Stinky Nancy. She has found love. Yes. And she went to Europe to go uh, chase that love. Yeah, he lives across the sea. <laughs> Can we refer so to him as the speaks the German? The people refer to him as the Dunking Deutschmann. So I can, what, is I he can, French or is he German or he, Austrian or what? He is either Dutch or Danish. I forget which is which. It starts with a D. That's all that yeah. matters. He's either the Hamlet guy or not the Hamlet guy. Hey everybody, I'm little Nancy's new boyfriend. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird? You know, there's two things I can't stand in this world. People who are intolerant of other people's cultures and the Dutch. And the Dutch. I'm getting a little fuzzy buzz here. You guys keep talking. What kind of buzz? Why, uh, kind of a, like a grounding issue. Well, I hope that little, is that's weird this? seeing as it's on batteries. Um, Ooh, it might be. I, uh, Here. it might be. Let me I hope this. for little Nancy's sake that, uh, that her, her new paramour didn't suffer a horrible smelting accident at some point. Ugh. How's I know. That, is that better, Frank? Yeah. I actually I think I know what it is. Awesome. Oh, you think it's, I think it's this on the metal. You turned your guitar table. down? Oh, strange. You need me to get you an uh, intricate series of uh, encyclopedias and other <laughs> Well, we'll miss you, little stinky Nancy. Yeah. I mean, in, in all honesty, <clears throat> you know, yay, love. Let's hope, let's hope she, everything works out and I never have to see her again. Nancy, I don't think I've ever referred to you as stinky Nancy and I'm not going to start now. So, uh, yeah. I prefer Best the... Of, so, good day, eh? I prefer I, little Nancy. I just, I always loved going up to her and a group yeah. of people and go, stink! Point at her and... Wow. And, uh... She doesn't she stink kinda, at all. Does yeah. she kind of cower a little bit? <clears throat> no, she's, she has learned to embrace the stink. Okay. 
because she. Um, you know what? She had an older brother. I think we so should. She all, knows uh, how to be. She knows how to be. Boys. We, all, we should all take it, and that's you. That means you two listeners. We should all take a clue from Stinky Nancy and or Little Nancy and learn to embrace the stink. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to suggest practicing regular hygiene. <laughs> well, that too for yeah. some of you. You know, I I, really, I say embrace the stink because. Stinks just it's always gonna be there. I in some really, form, in some fashion. I truly believe deep in my heart that the majority of our listeners <coughs> do practice regular hygiene. I don't think that I don't think that the vast Define majority of our air listeners, quotes regularly. Huh? Um, Define regular air quotes. You know, Saturday night in the barrel, you know, five cents for a bath, ten cents for a you know, bath and a shave, that kind of thing. Yeah. So how much yeah. for a shave and a haircut? Two bits. Thank you. Boomch. We knew that already. My hey. day, by oh, yeah. contrast, mm-hmm. was one of the best days I've had in a long time. What? Oh, nice. I did my. I went to H and R Block, got my taxes done, and refund, baby. Oh. Refund. Oh. And we're talking some oh. serious folding money. Oh, All right. I'm talking twelve bills. Oh. Whoa. Twelve. Bills. That's large, man. Twelve dollars. That is no, no, awesome. no. Twelve C's. That twelve C notes. That twelve C notes. Twelve hundred so, bones. Twelve hundred. Wow. Twelve hundred right. bones. So, what are you gonna do with the money? First and foremost. Hey, my my phone's ringing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> maybe you, maybe you can finally upgrade to that nice phone you've been wanting. Yeah, I'll have to call her back. That I, was my sister-in-law. I, I always had this image in my head of um, ruining someone's wedding by as they walk down the aisle, the, the bride, that song played. <laughs> She'd be so mad, you know? You would so ruin it. Just that big moment. What about your day, Bill? By the way, my, my refund's already spent. Oh, okay. No, and I'm perfectly okay with that. It's going to a great cause. I uh, I am expecting a refund, but I won't be seeing one for a few years. <laughs> That's oh, the benefit you. of uh, being a freelancer who, at times, like during entire calendar years, has to make painful decisions like, do I want to make the mortgage payment and pay off the electricity uh, bill, or do I want to save 30% of my, uh, my earnings uh, to go to Uncle Sam? And uh, in every <coughs> case during the year 2012, I chose the... Uh, I chose the former, not the latter. I would. Or, uh, I chose the one that did not involve saving up to pay off Uncle Sam. So I'm into them for. Uh, I'm into them for. Oh gosh, uh, about six and a half times what Brad just got for his return. Wow. So yeah, I'm hoping for. Uh, I'm hoping for you a need nice a better account. You need a. No, I've actually got a good accountant. My problem was that not I didn't pay basically one penny of withholding tax oh, for an entire okay. year. And I knew that was going to happen. Yeah, that's that's I mean, happened but, to me before. But again, it's just, you know, it's a, the, the immediate need is yeah. paying the mortgage and, and having a house to live in. It's a hard it's a yeah. hard line to, to learn how to balance. Yeah. yeah. Um, hey, we got an email, didn't we? We got two emails that I want to run through. The first one is from Matthew Marks. Yes. Uh, he's we a, are friends on Google+. Plus. I'm going right. to say that every time I hear his name. He says... He says, ding. He says, hello, how are you? I am fine. <laughs> These are my thoughts on the song Frank played at the end of episode 366. Yes! Remember that? 
Yeah. I think you guys politely walked away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, intro. Oh, okay, this is kind of cool. Nice guitar work. Okay. How cool that this ordinary woman got to record music and gain a following. Mm-hmm. Parallelogram, allelogram, gram, gram. Hmm, that's interesting. A bit weird. Experimental, maybe? Maybe I'm not such a fan. Definitely. Okay, kind of repetitive. <laughs> weird middle section. Wow, this is creepy. I'm feeling uncomfortable. It sounds like an old sci-fi movie when they get caught in another dimension. <laughs> And it's like a solid white room or something. Please stop. Can this song be over? Back to parallelogram, gram, gram. Wow, I appreciate this a lot more now since it means I'm out of that creepy middle section. Quadrahedral, tetrahedral, chedral, hedral. Is is she reading out of the index of a geometry book? This is weird. Maybe it's a good thing that she only, only has a limited amount of music out there. Frank's outro and apology. I forgive you, Frank. Just don't do it again. You got it. Wow. That song wow. will never be that played was, uh, again. That was nice. That was nice. Thank you, thank clap. you, Mark, for Golf clap, Matt. for um for being not so mean. You could have been a lot meaner, and I appreciate that. Uh, Hugo, we, we were after we hit the stop button. <laughs> Hugo Rivera says, "I sent this to the wrong email back in January. Here's the original, dated, but oh well." And I don't think it's dated. Uh, Hugo, and my apologies if you sent it to Brad at halfhourwasted.com. I must have missed it. My apologies again. It's January 28th he sent this. He says, Hey guys, I've been meaning to put my two cents in, but I've been busy. Anyways, instead of that. a list of movies, yes. oh yeah, he says, I got something else. I mostly listen to you guys while I'm out delivering letters, but there are times when I listen at home. On those days, I turn your podcast into a drinking game. Which, which, by the way, we don't we don't condone. We don't condone at all, or we don't, and, and we don't condemn. We're not judging. Yeah, two We're not thing, judging. Two things, Hugo. Number one, this is already my favorite listener email of all time. <laughs> and two, uh, bottoms up. I salute you. And here's another uh, here's another pull from my uh, silver bullet uh, pipe. Uh, when Bill goes on a tangent, shot. Oh, you're oh, drunk. Man. When Brad goes on a tirade about Spider-Man, shot. When Frank breaks out in laughter, shot. (laughs) (laughs) I did that so he drank. When you try to keep the show clean by using non-swear words when we usually would be swearing like a sailor, shot. (laughs) Needless to say, or needles to say, I don't know, I can't spell. No, he spelled it right. Was that a a shot? Needless to say, (laughs) sometimes I don't make it to the end, but I have fun anyways. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Hugo. Well, you go to getting drunk. And, and and Hugo, you're missing some really good music by the way. So, uh stick around. All right. Everybody seen uh Captain America? The Winter Soldier. How many times have you seen Cat it? Two. Superhero. How many times you seen it? What? Once. Once? Twice for me. I took Allison to see it for my second time and her first time yesterday. I took uh I took the youngins to go see it uh uh Sunday yeah, Sunday, 6 o'clock. Sunday, 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 Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Your daughter said something very distressing to me. What'd uh, she say? She, and I said, how'd you like Cap? She goes, uh, it was good. Spider-Man 2 will be better, though. <laughs> it's like she's just caught in the amazing Spider-Man bug. She is. She, You know, you got to realize we're talking about a, uh, no matter how extraordinary and amazing and gifted uh, a 12-year-old is, a 12-year-old is still a 12-year-old. Right. And uh, so they're uh, they're prone to uh, flights of fancy, shall we say, mental flights of fancy. And uh, she 
she may have gotten this from my side of the family, but she thinks that that you know that previous uh, Spider-Man movies, the cat's meow. I'm with her. I know you're not, and I don't want to get into it, uh, you know, for the listeners' sake here. But if, uh, goes, yeah, if we do, Hugo can take a shot. I'm, I'm not. Uh, I'll just say I'm not tamping the brakes down any, you know, on the uh, on the Andrew Garfield uh, Spider-Man love. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, it's a, it's a tiger beat Spider-Man, right? She's like, oh, it kind of so is. Dreamy. It kind of is. Okay, what are your thoughts then on on the? Movie in general. Uh, I guess I'll dive in very general. I really liked it. It I liked it more than the first Captain. Um, maybe one of my favorite Marvel movies to date. Not the favorite, but like up there. Loved it. Good standalone movie. You can, I, I, almost anybody could walk into that movie and watch it without really knowing yeah. past stuff and just kind of get it. Yeah. Um. Good characters, good standalone, lots of fun action. Loved it. I gave it, uh, should I get my rating now? Whatever. Wait, four out of five reverse flashes. Nice. That's solid. I loved it. I mean, enough to go see it, you know, two days in a row. You went and saw it a second time. A second time. Uh, it was I just love. I could watch Captain America beat people up all day long. <laughs> um,. It My was, first impression of the movie was uh, kind of, I walked out of the theater um, thinking, uh, what just happened? What do I think about this movie? And when can I get back to see it again? Yeah, I knew 45 minutes into it, I had to see the movie What do you again. mean, what just happened? Are you... Uh, I mean, was there, was, big, there was a lot going on there. There was a big shakeup, you know? With the uh, you know what? Um, that wasn't it. It was just the, the movie... Um, movie had a lot different uh, tone than I was expecting. Um, and I think that's one reason why I liked it. It didn't, well, it didn't really feel like a superhero movie. It felt like an action movie. I, my feelings towards it are becoming fonder every time I think back on my experience. Um, I didn't, I was not at any point disappointed in the movie. There's a couple of minor nitpicks, um, but uh, for the most part, I was really surprised how strong it was, and I mean, I was expecting it to be really strong, um, but uh, I was surprised at uh, um, exactly what they did. It was, it was cool to see them take what, you know, were not obvious, you know, turns. Um, now, did they, there were two directors on this? Brothers. Yeah. Joe and, okay. Joe and Anthony Russo. Russo. The Russo brothers. Anthony. Anthony. Now, um, what else have they done? Have they ever teamed up like that I before? Am, uh, they... Uh, I'm, I'm trying to call up the uh, their IMDb page right now, but um, <clears throat> they are responsible um, for a number of Arrested Development episodes of all things. <laughs> that is that is not a lie. That's a, um, that's odd. And yeah, if I can get uh, if I can get my my computer interface here to play ball, well, why, I'll why, let you know what else is up. While while you do that, let's talk a little bit about characters. Then uh, I have to say, Winter Soldier was definitely my favorite character in there, and I wish there had been more Winter Soldier. Did it yeah. feel like he was underrepresented? Yes, yeah, it should have. For for a movie having his name in the title, he probably should have been in it a little more. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling we'll get a little more in the next Cap movie. Yeah, especially because of the tag at the very end of the credits. But. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, I really did feel like this probably should have been titled 
uh, Captain America Black Widow. <laughs> or Cap in the End of S.H.I.E.L.D. Or something with S.H.I.E.L.D. in it. Yeah. Cap versus S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Something like that. But um, it... it To the, the Nick Fury Chronicles or something? Yeah. It was... Uh, it was it was a little light on Winter Soldier, I think, but the parts of him in it was just like, man, this is just ripped right from Ed Brubaker's Cap stuff. It was just so very well done, I thought. You uh, you may be happy to know the Russo brothers are attached, exact words there, to uh, Cap Three. Cap Three, by the great, way. very good. Um, but they uh, up to this point, it's really interesting. Um, how you know, it's almost like a talent scout in a sport in, in baseball or something like that where you you look at people and you have to project what they can do on a, on a bigger stage you know you look at the high schooler or the minor leaguer and go he's going to be great in two years or or whatever you know if you give him the chance he's gonna he's gonna be really good uh, because they they've done uh i mean it they did six episodes of Arrested Development. They did um, episodes of uh, Lucky, LAX. Um, LAX uh, was an action there's show. There's a uh, there's a short uh, whose name I cannot even begin to uh, say on uh, on radio. Um, he did uh, four episodes. Uh, they did four episodes of Happy Endings. They did fourteen episodes of Community. Wow. Of all things. Did you notice the cast member of Community in, in <laughs> yeah. this movie? Uh, uh, no, but I've never seen Community, so... I've seen an, I've seen one episode and enough promos to recognize that guy. I'm a, okay. I'm a big fan of Community. I watched it. When he came on screen, everybody laughed. Like, you know... It, it, it was okay. just such a goofball scene. Spill he was it. the one that... When... Um, His name is Abed. He says, I'll go check the, the satellite dish. And he gets up. Okay. And he opens the door, and Cap and Black Widow are there holding guns on him. Yeah, like they, I'm gonna bring about up to a use picture. their headphones, and it has this loud squeal. This, and he's like, "Oh, what is that?" And and one guy goes, "It must be the satellite dish." He goes, oh, "I'll go check it." That's uh, I vaguely remember. When that. you see the picture of this guy, you'll you'll know. But I don't understand why they put <laughs> fairly noticeable or recognizable yeah people in bit parts like that. I mean. You know, another thing, another one of those things was like in Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, when when the Ensign woke Bill, up. Bill, he's the middle one. When the Ensign woke and up, I Captain Sulu on the Excelsior, it was Christian Slater. You know, I was like... Oh, right, yes. That's, yeah. why, is, why is Christian Slater... Okay, he's a fan. Yeah, I get it, but it just kind of takes me out of the movie a little bit when, when that happens. You but, know... Re- referring to that that Christian Slater scene because yeah. I saw that movie not too long ago and it's kind of neat because they keep him in shadows yeah. the whole time you can barely make out it's him <laughs> but it's that voice that gives him away it's but then and then they show up they just flat out show you his his face so you know I I don't understand maybe the guy maybe they're friends with that guy the directors and, and whatever but anyway I mean I, I had. The only problem I had with the movie, other than wishing there might have been a little more Bucky in it, was old Peggy's makeup. Hmm. I I thought the whole time, like, that mask looks like it's about to fall off her face. It was weird, because I, I had the same thoughts. I, again, you've seen it twice, once in 3D and once in 2. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. I saw it in 3D, and I actually regretted that I'd seen it in 3D about... 
10 minutes into the movie, it was like, we did not need to see this in 3D. It doesn't 3D, need to be 3D at all. And uh, it actually was distracting. I wish that I didn't have to worry about the glasses. And, yeah. you know, it, it takes you... When the 3D is post, post-production, which that certainly felt like, it takes you 10 or 15 minutes for your brain, literally your brain, to get used to what you're seeing. Um, kind of like... Uh, no, I think the first time we saw Avatar, it took like a half hour to get used to it. That was shot in 3D. Right. I, I, yes, I, you're, you're certainly right. It was the first movie to get shot like that. Thank you, you know, Cameron, for inventing the technology. Um, but, yeah, I just... I, it, The 3D almost took me out of it at times just because it was not necessary to the story, not necessary to the special effects. I right. I never once felt like, oh, my gosh, I'm just... I'm looking through a window. Yeah. You know, I... I you know, there's this environment is so immersive. It and, certainly and, wasn't Hobbit 3D yeah. quality. Uh, yes, yeah. I uh, I'm I'm shocked that uh, the high frame rate thing hasn't been adopted by other movies. Maybe we should save that topic for another time. One other comment about the old Peggy makeup. I'm I'd be willing to bet, you know, a week's pay that Peggy's hand, you know, the arm and hand mm-hmm. was an actual old person's arm oh, and hand. Oh, okay. Like so, Peggy was was on the bed doing this. Okay. And somebody was underneath it with an arm. Oh. Like this, right? oh, the <laughs> you put your arms underneath the arms of the person in front of you, right? And then you like stroke your beard. Yeah. And, you know. I'm fairly certain that that was a real old person's arm and hand. You want me to do what? And she sounded like she sounded like young Peggy. She didn't have enough Catherine Hepburn in her voice. Her voice right. was a little perky, yeah. And her eyes were too young looking. Yeah, I mean the the point where she said. Um, yeah, uh, uh, like yesterday, Captain, <laughs> uh-huh. I thought it was a little out of place. That was, a, that was a dead giveaway. Right. Now, did you guys for once, for one moment, believe that Nick Fury was dead? No! Yeah. No, and that's just one of the few nitpicks I did have with the movie. No, was not at all. Throughout that sequence of him dying and the funeral and the mourning and, and all this and that, which went, it felt like it went on for 20, 25 minutes. I mean, it felt like that sequence was probably a lot longer than it actually is in screen time. It just felt like it took forever to get through all that. Because the whole time it's like, not for one nanosecond, not one, do I actually believe that he's actually never going to show up again. He's really in a grave. There's no way. I mean, it was a life model decoy. It was a this. It was a that. I mean, we've, we've already been given so many comic book outs for death in the Marvel Universe. One of the few... I mean, it's not a flaw necessarily in, in the Marvel movie universe because they do it in the comics too but uh, yeah we're starting to see that you know these really are comics sprung to life because in them you never stay dead it's part of the charm of being a superhero the giveaway for me was that there were some scenes in the trailer that i had not seen in the movie oh okay and i was like well there's nick fury in i remember seeing the scene where nick fury (laughs) was doing something and we haven't seen that yet so dang it he can't I like Nick dead. Fury with sunglasses yeah he looked good <laughs> um, instead of the I think it's cool how it, they're really pulling a lot from the comics you know because for a while in, in the Marvel Universe Nick Fury was gone he was off the grid for years you know yeah, he, he, was, he was hiding out he didn't come back until the end of uh, Secret Invasion right right you know, he came back with the big gun. That was that one yeah. page where he was. So yes, he was him with his howling commandos, the yeah. new ones, and it was um, it was really neat. I mean, I I got a lot of goosebump moments in this movie. A lot of neat things. Um, 
it seems like they they really kind of set us up a little bit technology wise to get used to the fact that uh, for what Ultron is going to be, and I'm speaking mostly of Nick Fury's truck, you know, his talking truck that kind of had a personality, yeah. kind of like Jarvis. Yeah, and then is working perfectly. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted him to go. Well, crank that bitch up then, <laughs> something like that. And what was the uh, the guy, the uh, old German guy? I can't think of his name. Um. Uh, yeah, Arnold uh, Zola. Yes. Zola, yeah. Did and then no- Zola. Did you notice all the monitors in that old, timey shield bunker way down low were all widescreen monitors? Ah, no, no I did I not. Did. Yeah, oh, all widescreen. Awesome. Monitors. They well, were. That tells you how ahead of the game Shield is. They, they were kind of round. They had that rounded right feel like an old tube mm-hmm. tube TV, but yes. they were wider. You're they right. Were, they were that's... much. They were all like widescreen. That's fantastic. Yeah, and I was like. Okay, you know, really? I, I'm gonna. I, okay, I, I I had not, I had not noticed that. So this is news to me. But yeah. I'm gonna go ahead. Usually, I'll be right there with you, calling, calling it. Yeah. You know, it's like calling it out. Nah, but in this case, I'm actually gonna give the Russos credit for saying, "Do we need to make these monitors kind of four by three or kind of sixteen by nine? You know what? Let's make them sixteen by nine. If anybody asks, the canon is that now Shield was literally that far ahead of the curve. <laughs> But they had widescreen monitors in like 1958 or whatever that room was set up. Um, I could deal with that. Yeah, I think I think they're they're kind of giving you a taste of this artificial intelligence that can exist. Yeah. Uh, outside, which speaking of artificial intelligence, that whole line that Black Widow had about would you like to play a game? Yeah, that was. And funny. then she kind of <laughs> tries to explain. It's from the movie where he's like, "Yeah, I saw it." Yeah. In his book, his notebook of things to, oh, yeah. to catch up on. It, Do you remember some of them? It said Star Trek and Star Wars in it. It said, had Nirvana in, in quotation marks, banned. Yeah. Um, it had... Um, Rocky. Rocky 2? Rocky 2, question, question marks. Mark. Yeah. And it had... Uh, Just go straight for Rocky 3, oh, Steve. There was a couple more that I recognized right off the bat. And uh, that uh, t- or Trouble Man... Which I went ahead and I downloaded that Marvin Gaye album. Yeah. They referenced that yes. album, which I I downloaded it. Guys, it's really good. I'll have to listen to it. I'm kind of I'm kind of wondering why they uh, maybe it was why the writers chose maybe it was that Anthony one. Mackie said, "Hey, I really like this." You know, yeah. it it might have been as simple as that. And, and speaking of Anthony Mackie, I, where have I seen him before? Um, I I don't know, but that, I thought he was wonderful. Yeah, the Falcon. I. I almost wish it had been Captain America and Falcon. It, it it started bothering me. I mean, like like an like a a, a drunk need another drink. You know, I started I started going to detox because it took so long to get the Falcon in his glory you you think know, on so? the screen. It felt like it took you know what an hour into the movie. I thought it was wonderful. I mean, yeah, no, for, no, the the Falcon was amazing. Yeah, and I was. I, you know what I really I was, appreciated is when my, he showed up with those red goggles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty sweet. I think my biggest geek out moments in that movie, uh, the the two the, the two things that really kind of got me all squared away was uh, the uh, the freaking French Connection chase scene with uh, Nick Fury that ended badly for him, mm-hmm. and yeah. then. When that the just the way the Falcon moved around, yeah. it was just it was so cool. They had taken they the the creators of the movie clearly had completely thought this out. You know how would he actually use you know this technology if a real person had it? Yeah. And man, 
I mean, and everything about that was just perfect. I mean, other than you going, really, metal wings? You're actually going to be able to glide on those? Other than that, other than the comic book thing, going, really? But, I mean, it was just well, he had amazing. A too. The way he The way he used them. As he jumps off the helicarrier, and then he flares the wings out. And, and in the, the, the wide shots, you see the, just like an actual falcon, you actually see the wingtips curl up. I mean, yeah. the, every little detail just seemed to be just nails. It was so cool. And man, that, that whole scene where he's, he's kind of doing, uh, it reminded me a lot of the, uh, the intro scene to uh, um, episode three. Yeah. As he's in and out and around yeah. and above yeah. and below. You know all the you know all the the explosions and the I mean, it was just you know I realized that he's he's a superhero now because he's the Falcon and uh, I just you know it was really again it was it was what the Marvel universe movies are doing so well is it is a comic book leaping off the page into real stinking life. And it is glorious. It is exactly what we have deserved for the last 50 years. <laughs> and I tell you what, if I was a lady, if I was a lady. And you're not. I, and I'm not. But. I, by the way, I, I do believe that I would be a terrible female. Oh, my. Oh, oh I would be an awful woman. You have a nice. Um, so I, I'm jealous nice of all shoulders. of you who'd be a, a, who are or would be a good one, I guess. I mean, you got some birthing hips. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I've been supersizing myself lately, so that's nice. But uh, I absolutely would, if it was possible, have Kevin Feige's baby. <laughs> He's done because wonderful he, things. You know, I'm, I don't know how much credit to give to Kevin Feige. Uh, who, for the three of you that aren't aware, he's kind of the he's kind of the showrunner of the entire Marvel movie universe. He's he's the the he's where the buck stops as far as what happens in the movies and how they tie into each other and how the Marvel movie universe is integrated within itself. And it's just it's so beautiful to see these things these movies just fitting together like bricks in the side of a house it's just it's jigsaw puzzle pieces just going together one by one and it's just it's it's gorgeous um i mean it's what what he is doing with the conceptualization of the universe as a whole is a work of art and kevin i salute you brother cool i'm i'm jealous and it was funny I, I'm, I'm trying to remember where i read this but uh they're saying that, that he is out in L.A., which makes perfect sense. Los Angeles. Uh, that's Los Angeles. Not Lower Alabama. He's in Los Angeles. Or, yeah, for those or Louisiana. Confused. Or Louisiana, because that is the official abbreviation that is LA. of the state of Louisiana. So I, if you're confused, people, I totally get it. Los yeah. California. Right. Oh, or, okay, or for the three of you that thought it might be left Albania, um, I apologize. It was not my intent to deceive. That's West Albania. Shot. So, <laughs> um, hey, don't sneeze on me, dog. All right, I'm gonna go up. Oh God, I'm gonna have to rename this uh, dog. He's just yakking on a bone. I'm He'll get have, it up. I'm gonna have to rename this dog Snot. I think <laughs> he's all right now. <laughs> Maybe if you didn't feed him from the table, Eddie. I know. I um, I, I I think though that it's funny to me that they say that Kevin Feige, he has an office barely big enough to fit into out in L.A. I don't know if that means that he's never in there, but no, they said there's means he's a, a 
a large man. But they said there's. <laughs> they, it, it was a. The point of the article was humorous, but it was it was trying to be factual. It wasn't trying to joke about it. Saying that basically his office is barely big enough to fit a table into. So he's just that's because you know, he's not, that's because he's all uh, he's all do and not all show. Yeah, a showy person needs a big office. I, I think hey, here's a I'm a big man. Yeah. Big tell? offices are for show. They're not for go. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. So this guy doesn't have you know a, a 600 square foot corner office with you know floor to ceiling windows or anything in it. Uh, you know he's he's got his uh, sleeves rolled up, and I think you can tell um, because a lot of times it's so hard to figure out. You know what does an administrator actually do? And this may be one of the best examples that I can think of in society today of this is what an administrator does when they do it well. So, you know, what about Hydra? great job. Hydra's in charge, or they've taken over now, man. Well, uh, before we get into that, just yeah. on, uh, going back to, to Falcon, I, w- I wanted to say, I, uh, for the actor and the way they portrayed him, I like his, uh, he was a very humble and, I guess, submissive is almost too too strong of a word. But he kind of, like, he listened to Cap, and he knew what needed to get done, and he didn't... I like that about him. He, he was a soldier. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't, uh, you know, when, when his wings kind of gave out and he ended up landing, you know, he wasn't like, oh, I got to get back up there. I got to help. No, he knew where he was, and he was just like, oh, I can't do anything. Sorry, Cap. Good luck. And then he did what he had to do back at, at HQ. But um, that part of him, I kind of liked him. They didn't... They didn't like make him Cap's equal. They just kind of made him this guy well, with I this cool gadget. You he, know, <laughs> I think everybody recognizes that Cap is. He may not be, you know, a level ten Shield agent, but he certainly is a, a man of authority that you're going to want to listen to. Yeah, I was uh, surprised that uh, that there was, you know, that was his origin episode. Basically, that was his or that was the Falcon's origin movie. That yeah. that Steve did not know, uh, did not know Sam at all. You know that. That they met in the movie was on your uh, left. a bit of a surprise to me. On your left, God, and it just—I love how ordinary that was about like, like, oh, so you're Steve Rogers? You know, uh-huh. he didn't freak out. He didn't uh-huh. get all starstruck. He was just like, yeah, I figured when you did a 13 miles in in an hour or whatever he said. That, that was just like the way you acted when you met Lisa Loeb that first time. Yeah. And honestly, you didn't make an idiot of yourself. No. Nice, nice job. I think I farted. <laughs> And I don't know. I think he may be my favorite supporting superhero uh, in a Marvel movie. It went down the crack. Oh, I owe you one pick. Those things are twelve cents a piece, Frank. (laughs) No, don't worry about it. Um, Hydra. Hydra. Yeah, let's do that instead. Uh, I mean, and and I can't help but think of the of last night's Agents of Shield episode at the same time. Which I saw too, and it really, it really tied in extremely well. I mean, it, it happened virtually like right at the tail end and after of the movie, as far as the timeline went. Um, Agent Sitwell, man, he's been in front of us the whole time. The bald guy with okay. the glasses. The the whole movie, it's like I've heard Jasper Sitwell's name a million times. Where do I know him from? I, I mean, well, he's, he's been, been haven't in, I? Um, Am I crazy? He's been in um, previous Marvel movies. Has he been? Uh, I mean, I'm, was like, Thor the first one from the comics? Wasn't he? Uh, he might be in the comics. I mean, it just, he might be a, a agent. It was one of those where I just thought to myself, Jasper Sitwell. I've 
I've read that name. I've heard it. I've you know. I don't I just, remember which movie he was in first, but he was in. He's been in the, the Agents of Shield TV show. He was okay. in. I think one or one of the Iron Man movies. He was in Avengers. He was just in the. You know, Zoe was watching Avengers. Or yeah, and he was in that. Um, but he's been a he's been a Shield guy from the get go. And when the Winter Soldier reached in, grabbed him, and pulled him out of that car, threw him yeah. across the street, <laughs> bus. Boom! Just took him out. So oh. that dude is gone. <laughs> Sitwell is gone, and I, I liked Sitwell. I thought he was a, a pretty cool character. It has some. Oh wait, no. I need to go further. Oh, I, uh, there we go. So I don't know about you, but I think uh, I don't know if I want to say my favorite sequence of the movie because there were a lot of them. One thing I uh, I went into the movie with no real preconceptions about how the director's going to be because I didn't know who the Russo brothers were. I, I'm not even sure that I knew that they're the ones. I I guess I probably saw them in the credits, you know, um, at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know who the directors were when I walked in, so I didn't have any any preconceptions at all. I thought, for the most part, um, Chris Evans did a uh, Thor. It says Thor was his first movie. He was in huh. Thor. Okay. Chris Evans did did a fine job of acting. Um, he didn't knock it out of the park. He, he's no Lawrence Olivier. Uh, but he can act a little bit. I I kind of wish they I kind of wish they'd given him a little more to do emotionally, um, other than kind of be pensive and then uh, the get things done guy. He um, he was easily the least interesting part of the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's kind of he's kind of the straight Except man. Except when he's fighting. Yeah, yeah. fighting. Action part were, were and, phenomenal. And but when he's and that's my point is that uh, the. The interpersonal parts uh, were, were the weakest part of the movie, and there was really wasn't a weak part of the movie. Uh, I thought he did a, 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 a you know a, a decent job, but I thought the way they directed the action sequences was really cool. I, I just uh, I don't know if there's anything revolutionary or groundbreaking about it, but it seemed like there was there was a good blend of enough shaky cam and super tights. To kind of give you that that feeling of, of losing your equilibrium, you know, you're just you're, you're in the middle of the melee, uh, or melee. I like the me. editing styles um, they used because it but, wasn't but hard yeah. to tell what was going on. Exactly, the camera shots yeah. and the editing together uh, like, made for real coherent action sequences, which can be unusual these days, where it's just all about you know, hey, fire off as many bells and whistles and machines to go bing as you can, and you know, listen, you know the the viewer is just going to have to assume that, you know, Wolverine won the fight or whatever. You know, oh, you're yeah. not actually going to see it happen on screen. And the Russo brothers were not afraid to show us, you know, uh, the occasional wide shot from time to time, which I, I was loved, fairly impressed by. I loved the Batrock the Leaper fight. Yes, wasn't that yeah. genius? That's what I was just about to bring now, up. Now, I didn't even bother trying to explain that to the kids. My friend, <laughs> just like, no. No. My friend told me the guy that plays Batrock is an actual MMA fighter. Really? Who excels in that style of fighting. Okay. Now, now so, I it was to cool to see him leap. That was sweet. Uh, very long ago, I swear there was a rumor that came out that he was going to be in Cap American Two, Batrock, uh-huh. and yeah, and yeah, I, that, I remember and there, that. I, and yeah, and I remember a lot of groans about it. Like what? Well, everyone thought it was like a joke. I, okay, on the surface, yeah, on the there surface. should have been groans about it, and <laughs> it does seem like it would be at best a joke. He was, he even had a, a purple. Yeah, he did. that was sweet. <laughs> he just needed the big the exactly. little mustache. That's all he needed. I'm so glad though that that they they played him straight. Yeah, and it it was pretty freaking cool. Now, okay, did he have 
an outrageous French accent? No. Because I don't remember a French accent. He was speaking French. Okay, okay, okay. And he had subtitles. Okay. And he sounded like... That's right. It was an American guy speaking French. Ah, uh, darn me for only seeing this movie once. It sounded like he had an American accent. Speak. It's like me speaking Spanish. You know? Right. I don't sound like a Mexican. <laughs> okay. But, um... Or a Spaniard. Right. 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 But um, you just offended a lot cool. of Spaniards out there, Brad. I know Escaletto's giving me the evil eye. Ooh. How is he doing anyway? Uh, he's fine. Um, <laughs> did you get a new ironing board lately? Did you get a new car? Did I get a new car? No. Did you get an Escaletto? No, that's my roommate, Escaletto. <laughs> ah, no. okay. Um, you guys made me forget what I was going to say. Oh, um, uh, drink. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, uh, uh, the 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 main the like the leader of the strike team, the guy that ended up fighting the Falcon at the end, okay. you know, oh, yeah. fist fight. You know who that was? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once you tell me. Well, yeah. the, he's his name, and I can't remember the character's name, but he was his identity is that of Crossbones, the the Captain America villain. Okay, Crossbones. I, I read the email thread, yeah. and I don't I, if I. I didn't look it up, but maybe if I saw a, a comic book depiction Crossbones of him, I'd notice. But I'd been uh, that was completely out of left field. He'd been me. a big part of the uh, Ed Brubaker Captain America storyline. Okay, look him uh, up. Yeah, so that was cool. And then of course you had the other. Oh, and I never read the Brubaker run, which oh, is which dude, is my bad. You I, really should. I know I need to catch up. You should. It's it's very worth the full price of the omnibus. Excellent. But you know. There's options. You don't have yeah, to pay full price. I'm saying it's that good. Is what uh, I'm hey, Comixology, you need to uh, you need to sell them for nine nine cents a pop. Crossbones. Oh my I goodness! Picture crossbones. It looks like is that Bane? <laughs> He's kind of Bane. That looks, looks like Liefeld drew that. Look up Steve Epting. Oh here. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's that looks more like okay. the way Steve Epting would draw. Steve Epting. He, he There is rocks. something Baneish about him yeah. for our listeners, but as far oh, as that's ex- ex- that's extraordinarily vain. Wow, that is so. He's, what is look up Steve Epting? So what's Crossbones', Crossbones. deal, man? I, I'm not real familiar with him. Okay. He's just what's a, your deal? He's Crossbones? just a good yeah. fighter and a, and a marksman. Okay. Um, Stephen Strange was mentioned by name. That uh, was pretty sweet. I'm in love. Uh, and um. Cho, uh, Arthur Cho, or no, he was a Amadeus to? Cho. Amadeus Cho. Jordan said that there are many folks on the internet that said that said that when they mentioned the valedictorian from Ohio or something like that, they okay. were referring to Amadeus Cho, which is the kid who was in the uh, the Hulk series for a while that Greg Pak was writing. He's supposed to be like the seventh smartest person on on the planet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which and Hulk hung out for a little yeah, while. Yeah, which would explain why he would be one of the targets. Um, to Anthony Stark was one of the targets that was listed in a really quick shot. That was um, one thing we haven't even begun to touch on, which I think was really interesting. And uh, Glenn, of all people, talked about this uh, Monday morning. Yeah. Uh, just how uh, politically charged the the commentary was. Yeah. You know, the, the subtext of the movie... Um, absolutely plays um 
you know, in the world we're living in. And the uh, the Russo brothers. There's an article in Mother Jones for those of you who want to go out and read it. It's not a long. It's you know, Mother Mother Jones. That's Mother right. Jones. Yeah. Me, see, that's, me, and, me and Mother yeah, Jones got that's together. That's Steve Epton Cross. Yeah. And, it, the story we'll hit a little too close. Okay, that, he, he looks like a mercenary, not on. Bane there. I don't pay attention to what happens in the real world, uh-huh. so I didn't suffer from that while watching this movie. But there, there were in fact, I'm that, not even really sure what you're talking Well, the about. Russo brothers uh, are on record as saying they are fairly politically aware. Well, they, they have opinions. You know, and all they, I saw in they this were, movie was a bad organization yeah. infiltrating a good organization. Well, they were, they were consciously trying to make... Uh, allusions to the u.s government and the encroaching of the security state uh, see i think that's bullcrap that because kind of the stuff. story of hydra and shield has been in the comics for years yeah. and years and you know you could make up winnie the pooh references out of this <laughs> movie if you really tried right. hard enough well no, I, 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 what I, I, I think, think, is think some... people dig too too hard because they no, have no, 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 no. in this case meaning, the Russo to it other, it can't be as simple as Hydra versus okay. Shield it's got to be a commentary about well, the U.S. government that's bullcrap this wasn't a blogger guessing about it this was this was the Russo brothers literally saying yes we were making political commentary as part of the subtext of this movie but, what was but was that uh, well, the um, the uh, where did the, that information? The, okay, that well, bit of fact, Obama's Obama's kill list was one of the things they directly referenced. No, who is? How do I know what you're saying is true about them said, saying this? Go, is... there's there's an article in oh, okay, Mother article. Jones. Okay, I'm looking for that. Go to motherjones.com. Look okay, at I'm the article that. that discusses Captain America too. Well, any numbnuts could have written an article like that. But they interviewed the Russo brothers. I'm okay. not trying to be difficult here. No, but they well, actually then give talked, me all the facts. They so talked to the to Russo brothers and got quotes from the Russo brothers okay, that then, said this stuff. That so explains this it. is not the author making uh, making correlations. This is the Russo brothers telling them. Straight out, we were trying to make political statements with the plot of the movie. Okay, seems like uh, a waste yeah, of I, time, but whatever. Well, I think it's well, it's, it's relevant. It, it makes it relevant, and there are a lot of people out there in this world that do pay a lot of attention to the the political scene. Um, you know, in, in my position, it, with my job, it's almost impossible not to be heavily involved in the politics of the day. Um, so I'm certainly, you know, one of those that's uh, deeply aware of what's going on. But this short, this story could have been told, even if it wasn't relative to any politics of the day. And, yeah, and it, it yeah, could have. Yes. I think that's that's the strength of the story in that it's it's you know classic good versus evil. But you know, where is evil? It's it's around you the whole time. You just it just needs to present itself. You I can know? just see the two of them going, Hey, you know what the story that we're working on? It's pretty similar to what's going on in the world today. Next time we're interviewed about it, let's act like we did this on purpose and say that yeah, this is our this is our statement. Well they when they, it just happens to work in our favor. They did say, uh, ironically that, you know, they've had the movie written and planned for, you know, at least a couple of years now and a lot of the a lot of the the mission creep that's theoretically eating into our everyday liberties without us really knowing it uh, is something that was kind of a kind of a happy accident that yeah, and then a lot really of those themes are so front and center right now when 
they were including those themes in the movie like two years ago. That's my point, you know, that it, you could you could just ha- so happen to work in their favor. It yeah. doesn't matter. I don't. I don't want to talk about politics. Yeah, and, and I'm sorry. I'm not trying to drag this this into the McLaughlin group or you know Crossfire or anything. I just Wrong! I just thought it was it was kind of cool to note that the that the creators of the movie. Uh, we're actually trying to make that uh, make that statement that it wasn't just you know the the whole concept of the government overreaching itself was a theme they explored on purpose you know it, so you know it just uh, makes uh, me not care about this movie anymore uh oh to know that somebody has to dig and look for meaning other than good versus evil the um well I mean we we don't live in a black and white world not even in the I in do the, in the comics. Um, that would be awesome to live in that world, but I, I live in a world... You're welcome to visit it anytime. I live in a world where the answer to every single question is, it depends. I don't live in that world. That's awesome. I refuse to live in I'm, that world. I'm completely jealous. I'm an idiot, <laughs> but whatever. Let's talk about this movie instead of politics. Well, um, let's get into nitpick country, because... That's always kind of fun, and you can. Uh, Ooh, goody, goody, goody! And you can always like, like, um, justify any, stuff. If I had any nitpick about this, it would be that the directors were trying to make a political statement. No, <laughs> now I've already said it was it was uh, old Peggy, old Peggy's makeup. It looked fake to me. For for me, it was the uh, it was the three Hydra ships that just happened to be near Washington D.C. when they launched them. They were all. They all came out of the same thing. Yeah, they all came out of water. It's just you would think that they, they would were build the, that on an island but they or were, something. But it, it, it just, wasn't Hydra doing it. It was Shield. I mean, doing Shield. It. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's what I meant. Is that the Shield ships they built would be it, so was, close? What river is that that runs through the Potomac? Potomac? Yeah, they built. They built it yeah. in the Potomac. Where yeah. Isn't that where the Triskelion is? The Triskelion was the big tall building. Right. Isn't it on the Potomac? Yeah, it was like in line with the Capitol yeah. and then the Washington Monument. So it was just part of the whole Triskelion facility, which I thought was assumed to begin with. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Triskelion underwater shipyards, right. apparently. So <laughs> that's my nitpick. It's okay. why, why does that bother you that they would have built you it know, all in the same place? The, uh, these giant ships that aren't near, uh, uh, that are underground, you would think that they would build it, I don't know, on an island or out in the middle of Arizona or somewhere kind of Because it's too complicated to build it underground? Yeah, exactly. It's like, like, why build it there? And then, oh, it happens to crash by Washington, D.C. It just, it, uh, for me, it was like a poor choice of positioning. It's like it's like a building it in the middle of Dallas, you know. Why why not do it on the outskirts because of Dallas there was, in case something were to go wrong? There was plenty of room by the river. But that's a nitpick. I had a problem with the fact that when they started falling out of the sky, they all landed in the water again. You know, why not land on buildings? Why can't they? Yeah, why yeah. can't they land over towards? Right. And well, it, of course, one of them did at the very end was trash the Triskelion. Okay. Other than the Thor movies, has there been? Well, okay, I know there have, but uh, I'm trying to make a point here. Uh, has there been a Marvel Universe movie yet that has not had a flying helicarrier crash into the ground? I mean, it's it's getting to be like uh, watching the Star Trek movies. Well, that's a joke it's about like, the comics for, you know, it's been that way in the comics for Right. How much do those things cost, man? That's got to be... I well, mean, okay, wait. What were you going to say about Star Trek? Because you said that earlier to me before we were recording Just the it. fact that... Yeah. that it's a red it, shirt. You know, you know it's going to happen. You know it's going to crash at some point. I mean, in the Star Trek movie series, 
the Enterprise crashes in every movie. It, it, it's, it's borderline maudlin how the Enterprise is destined to crash into San Francisco in every single movie. It's amazing. Um, I guess oh, in they get a, and they got to get a new ship for the next movie. Yeah, I guess in Generations it was just the front nacelle, or it was just the front saucer well, section. That didn't happen in the latest Star Trek movie, huh? Into Darkness. That was oh, the it Enterprise. was the, it was the bad guys. Yeah, it yeah. Was the, the big ship. It was the they Defiant or the Dagger or the the Ebony the Robocop bad guy or the whatever it was. Um, yeah, the one that Robocop piloted. Yes. The. Uh, so wait, let, let's explore this. Did a, did a, did a helicarrier crash in Iron Man? Uh, yeah, uh, no, no, I don't think so. Uh, Iron Man 2. I'm, I'm curious now. I know it's not 100%. But Iron Man 2? No. Iron Man 3? But it's been that way in the comics. I know yeah. what Bill's saying. Yeah. But it does okay. make for a pretty visual, a pretty uh, yeah. interesting visual. And to, you know, the Marvel Universe's credit, they haven't done it in every movie. Okay, I wasn't so. as distracted by Robert Redford's presence as I thought I might be, but it looked like he'd had some work done. Like, yeah. He looked too dang old. He looked, he looked like somebody had inflated his face he like did. a beach he, ball. He had a bobblehead. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah, his head was bigger than the neck hole. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was I mean, weird. All of ours are, well, maybe except for yours, but all of ours are... I'm, I'm just, not sure what I'm you're just, saying there. I'm just kidding. His looked, something looked weird about him. As he, all his face just looked off, like... Like, maybe he, he was thinking about having a facelift, and he was halfway through it, and kind of like, yeah, you know what, I'm fine. And then that's what was left. Yeah, it I, just I take, didn't quite look. Yeah. My favorite. He just looked weird. I, I can't wait to see the movie again, because the first lines he spoke, I just went, oh, yes, 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 yes. What did he say? I, I forget. But it was just, it was just, it was a magical little moment. This was, um, uh, who was it, the, I read another article that uh, kind of, Said uh, this art, this movie could almost be considered three days of Captain America, as opposed to Robert Redford's famous three days of the Condor. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, this this author suggested that uh, basically the reason they cast Robert Redford in this movie was because he had been in Three Days of the Condor. Um, he looked more inflated than that. Yeah. I mean, like his face. I mean. Yeah. Are you sure that's not a still from the movie Sneakers? <laughs> you're, now you remember that rumor that was floating around that he was going to be the Red Skull? Do you remember that rumor? No. What? Early on, when Robert Redford was was announced, there was a uh, there was like a rumor floating around. It's like, oh, it's going to be the Red Skull. Somehow he, you know, he froze like himself he and he back. came back, and he, or he moved his conscience to this guy, and that's why they got it. Ooh, I'm kind of gla- I'm kind of glad the Red Skull did not come back. I've never heard that, and yeah, I. Uh... Hugo Weaving has got a lifetime pass with me. Yeah, but um, yeah, I I was glad that we that we were not rehashing themes in this movie. Yes, very me too. very happy about that. that. And that's one thing that um, I don't know. If this is something to get into another podcast, but um, I think that Marvel one of the one of the most amazing things Kevin Feige is doing is he's shepherding this this whole this whole network you know of movies, and to this point, I think with and I guess we've only had uh, what? Only Captain America, Thor, and Iron Man have had sequels so far. We haven't seen Avengers two yet. We haven't seen. Well, I guess we saw a second Hulk movie. Yeah. But but um, I think for the most part they're doing an amazing job managing the sequels. And I think uh, I hate to say it, but I think 
Thor 2 may be the only one that was not on par with the uh, the first movie. I think I they've done with that. I think they've done an amazing job of making sequels as good as the first editions of the series. You know, I disagree part. with that. I'd rather watch Thor two than Thor one. And Thor two interesting did, I, I, was more of a commercial success. I Thor two. Yeah, someone wow, told me that. That surprises. In fact, me. let me look it up uh, because I just think uh, the the whole time I watched Thor two and and I'm. Maybe up till now, uh, I don't know if I think Thor two was the best of the solo movies at this point, but I've literally, literally asked myself oh. the question: Okay, pull any Marvel Universe movie out and watch it right now, except for the Avengers. And considering everything, how much I like the movie front to back, how much I like the directing, the acting, the writing, this that. Uh, Thor is maybe my personal favorite. Um, I you know I don't Thor's, necessarily think Thor's hit half a billion. Okay, Thor two. Okay. Um, well, I'm really I'm really glad that Thor two has done well commercially uh, because I want to see a Thor three and I want to see you know him in Avengers two and three et cetera et cetera. Um, and, but it was one of those where. It's got its moments, but I just don't think it was as strong as the first one. And I give a lot of that uh, credit or blame to the directors. Because I think uh, Kenneth Branagh did a... As I said when we reviewed Thor the first time, I don't think Kenneth Branagh is a gifted action director. But he did such a good job of the story and the pacing and the actors' performances that I thought that was probably my... I think that's maybe the most watchable movie of the solo movies up till now. Uh, from front to back, because you know the second hour of Iron Man is amazing, and you know Iron Man Two is kind of—it's a little spotty. It's kind of up and down. It's—it's it's more like a roller coaster ride. I like all of Iron Man One. Yeah, well, yeah. I just—I've gotten to the point where you know the opening speech by Tony Stark and Iron Man is amazing. Still one of probably a top three, top five scene in any of the Marvel movies so far. I mean, he's right up there with the Hulk—you know—smashing Loki. Or Black Widow revealing that, you know, even though she seems to be getting tortured at the end of the Avengers, she's actually the one doing the interrogation. You know, that kind of thing. I just, you know, it's one of my favorite sequences. Um, but uh, anyway, I uh, I think that, uh, I'm trying to remember what I gave the Avengers. I think I gave the Avengers four and a half reverse flashes out of five. And if that's true, which I'm pretty sure it was, then this movie gets four out of five. And I wish I could give it like 4.25 or 4.33 or I think it's, um, you can give it 4.25. I think it's, it's, it's almost as good as the Avengers. I think this may be, I've got to see it again before I can make this definitively, but it may be the best Marvel movie other than the Avengers at this point. Um, uh, well, the, on, on the plus side, I walked out of the theater, 45 minutes into the movie, and, and again, walking out of the theater, I thought to myself, i got to see this again. Uh, I walked out of Thor 2 um, and thought, eh, I'm good for a while. You know, that kind of thing. I walked out of Iron Man 2 and I thought, eh, I'm good for a while. Um, I walked out of Iron Man 3 and thought, i got to see that soon. I walked out of this movie, I thought, i got to see this again as soon as possible. So, yeah. yeah I, I would love to go back and very soon and see it again. I'm going to give it... 
somewhere between four and four and a half. I mean, I'd sure. love to give it four and a half, four, but I just I, I can't That's do that. That's probably a good a good um, numbers four two five. And uh, I gave it a a two. I'm notoriously kind of stingy with my Captain America. Yeah, four this and one's five. a two. No, the I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Four. Yes, I'm about to say you're, okay. you're pulling I was a. About to say what? You're pulling a switch <laughs> on us. You're pulling the old bait and switch because you already <laughs> gave it a four, Bubba. Yeah, that was a. Uh, I had a lot of fun with it, and uh, you know I don't know how uh, uh, my three favorite Marvel movies right now are Iron Man, Iron Man three, and Cap. This Cap, not in that order, but um, yeah, they're, they that you know, I like to have fun at my movies. Okay, you got to help me out with one thing before you go, my. The only nitpicks that I really had of the movie is it seemed there were a couple of points, at least twice, where I remember thinking to myself, well, this kind of, this person showing up kind of came out of left field. There, it was one time towards the end of the movie where Maria Hill shows up. Oh, with she's, a, in the, with, she's in the car. With the car. And yeah. it was like, huh? How did she get there? There were two or three points in the Who second half of the movie there. where I thought, awesome. how the heck did those people get from here to there? You know, they all of a sudden just showed up in the exact right place, the exact right time. And I thought to myself, you know, we're not talking like deus ex machina, you know, anything like that. But uh, it just seemed like that is awfully convenient. I need to review this. Um, and, of course, you know, there's well, no going back in the DVR. I always thought so. that very same thing about uh, Jim Gordon at the end of uh, The Dark Knight when he showed up. Uh, so we thought okay. he died. And yeah. then he showed up. Yeah. And he was driving one of the... Um, one of the SWAT vans that was carrying, uh, I think it was the one carrying Harvey Dent in the back or whatever. Okay, yeah, yeah. I always thought, how did he get in there? Wait a second! Yeah, but I liked seeing Hill show up like that. She's like, oh, that thing was squeezing my brain. Yeah. Well, and the cool <laughs> thing is is they did, the, the, the directors did such a good job of playing certain moments for laughs that never got really heavy. It had a lot of, it had a lot of you know mature themes in it, but it was never necessarily adult or heavy or depressing or you know a dyst- it never became a dystopia or anything like that it just yeah good stuff can't so, wait to see it again so next movie marvel movie we have coming up is garden garden oh gardens guardians of well the are you talking oh. marvel studios movie or are you talking overall marvel characters let's talk marvel studios oh just right. guardians of, of the galaxy world, yeah. and then after that what comes out is it is it uh avengers uh, 3 well that's no, not a marvel studios yes um, I, it, I don't know if Ant-Man is supposed to happen before or after Avengers. Okay. I can't remember the timeline. Um, I briefly mentioned Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, and how it tied in. We won't talk about that now, but when I'm done recording here tonight, I'm going to record an, a new episode of the S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast with Johnny M. And I think Ken Morgan is going to join us. We're going to talk about the the tie-in between the show and the movie, so... Which I I gave up on the TV show about six or six episodes in. Yeah. And, but I wanted to see how this tied in, so I went ahead and I watched this one. So I don't know a lot about the clairvoyant. Yeah. I don't know a lot about uh, Hand and stuff like that. But bravo to the writers and stuff like that. I mean, I I just watched it. I was able to figure everything out. Yeah. And, uh... It's really... did a very good job. Very good job. It's really going to change the dynamic of that show now. Yeah. So I'll be interested to see how that goes. Okay. Did, where did Bill go? Uh, I think he went to go water the grass. Oh, there he is. I was going to say, let's take this opportunity <laughs> oh, yeah. to to wrap it up. Um, I've got uh, 
a song to play that I'll I'm not gonna play it. I'll tell y'all what it is and then I'll edit it on the tail end of our show. Sounds good. Um, I'm not sure what we'll talk about next episode. We will as after we stop recording, we will figure that out. Bill said he may have had some ideas. Thank you for the emails that you guys sent. Um, please send more. Um, In fact, let me go ahead and do the boilerplate yeah. right here. You've been listening to a half hour wasted. Proud member of the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Send your questions and comments to halfhourwasted at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at half hour wasted. Leave us or any of the HHW LOD shows a voicemail at 972-798-3830. And until next week, Brad, what are you going to leave us with? As we are recording this, it is the day after the Desolation of Smaug was released on various home video formats. Ew. So this, the song I'm going to play is the one that played at the very <laughs> end of that movie when the credits popped up. It's called I See Fire by Ed Sheeran. It's um, it's, it's a slow, uh, pretty uh, guitar work uh, in, the, in the song, and um, I just really like it a lot. My, would, would you, uh, just for me, would you describe it as rock, or is it kind of Celtic kind of? No, I'll, I'll play a little bit for you okay. when we sign off, but um, it's the one that plays right at the end uh, as, as the thing, you know, fades to black directed by Peter Jackson or whatever and, and it's it's the one that plays right at the top of the credits so cool. it's a it's a pretty cool song with that I made a big noise we'll see you next time on Half Hour Wasted bye <laughs> good talk oh misty eye of the mountain below keep careful watch up my brother's souls and should the sky be filled with fire and smoke keep watching over during suns This is to end in fire And we shall all burn together Watch the flames climb high Into the night Calling out Father Oh, stand by and we will Watch the flames burn all along The mountainside high should die tonight we should all die together raise a glass of wine for the last time calling out father prepare as we will watch the flames burn all and all the mountainside desolation comes upon the sky now I see fire Inside the mountain I see fire Burning the trees And I see fire 
See you.